Welcome to the CodeCast Podcast. Real-world insights for your daily medical coding and billing processes. And now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CodeCast Podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. It is episode 318, and can you believe it? It is the week before Thanksgiving, or I should say the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So um, happy hashtag Terry Tuesday. And we're going to talk about the telehealth update that the CPT put out, which I can't even tell you how happy I'm about this. Shout out to my good friend, Christine Hall, as we both kind of fangirled over this language and documentation, because we really haven't had a lot except for what CMS puts out. And so when Medicare puts out you know, these transmittals that are just over and over and over again updated. And then you have to see what did they update? What did they leave as far as uh, existing language? And it just becomes such a tedious mess um, that we have to really take a look at. But what's nice when it's actually part of CPT, which is the AMA book on coding, it means it applies to everybody. And then you look at payer rules. So I'm very excited about to share this with you and also give you some insights on what you should update for your uh, compliance policies, your compliance programs. Hopefully you have one, but you should have something in writing saying that you are, if you are doing virtual care, that this is how you do it. This is when everyone has to adhere to, etc. So let's take a look. So it's on page, again, of your professional edition CPT book, page XVII, so page 17 in Roman numerals. And it's interesting because this is in the introduction. It's not in the ENM section. It's in the introduction. And it talks about audio video, which those codes that are approved for that section are in Appendix P, P as in Paul, and then audio only, which is in Appendix T, T as in Terry, So for telemedicine services, and they use the word criteria. So they say the following criteria are used by the current procedural terminology healthcare professional advisory committee. So CPT, HCPAC, and the CPT editorial panel for evaluating inclusion of services in Appendix P, synchronous audio video, and Appendix T, synchronous audio only, telemedicine services. Any request for inclusion in Appendix P and Appendix T must satisfy the following criteria. Now remember, when it talks about criteria and inclusion, it means that to be able to qualify, to be listed in those sections, to be considered for uh, virtual care, telemedicine, telehealth, you have to meet the meet certain criteria. Also, when it talks about this, I found it interesting that there was an evaluation saying, is this really what we want in this section or is this really not qualified? And I, I just love how they, they word it. So let's take a look. So it's bulleted. And remember, when, they, when you hear the word synchronous, that means real time. So that means it's happening at the time the service is provided. So the totality and quality of the communication of information exchanged between the physician and other qualified healthcare professionals, so QHP, they're talking about our PAs, nurse practitioners, um, physician assistants, things like that, and the patient during the synchronous, so real-time, telemedicine service must be of an amount and a nature that would be sufficient to meet the requirements for the same service if the services were to be rendered during an in-person face-to-face interaction. I'm going to stop there. 
I'm going to actually say full stop because right there, that really kind of speaks to, well, it doesn't kind of, it does speak to a lot of practices that are trying to pass telehealth services for incidental services that you've always done and never got paid for, but are trying now to slide it in under the telehealth telehealth coverage, which is incorrect. So, you know, refilling medications and checking on patients, you can't do that. So I love that first paragraph. Let's continue. Oh, and then it also says, and in italicized um, language and also bolded. So they're trying to say for emphasis, the evidence supports the benefits of performing the service through telecommunications technology. These benefits may include, but are not limited to the following. Facilitate a diagnosis or treatment plan that may reduce complications, decrease diagnostic or therapeutic interventions, decrease hospitalizations, decrease in-person visits to the emergency department, decrease in-person visits to the physician or other qualified health care professional offices, including urgent care centers, increase rapidity of resolution, decrease quantifiable symptoms, reduce recovery time, and enhance access to care such as for rural and vulnerable patients. And then you get another and bolded and italicized again for emphasis. A service is ineligible for inclusions in Appendix T, which again, remember that's audio only, without also being requested for inclusion or has current inclusion in Appendix P which is audio and video. That last bullet speaks to me because again, I see all of these audio only services being billed incorrectly. If you can't do it in person, remember, or you can't do it audio and video, the only reason that Medicare opened up those codes is because patients didn't have access to internet or they didn't have a smartphone technology or an app that would allow them to either come in person or to use the audio and video. So they're saying, you know, don't even try it. And I'm getting more and more practices that are contacting me saying patients are refusing to be on video. I'm like, what are you talking about? The criteria now, especially for Medicare, is that you have to have a reason why you can't be on video, such as you're in a rural area and you don't have broadband or bandwidth or internet that's strong enough for the video. Um, there has to be a reason why you, you, you aren't having that audio video or coming in person. So, and also remember the audio only can't be for new patient visits. And so this is where it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because now that it's in CPT, that means private insurance companies are going to have an out whether to cover telehealth or not. Now, the first thing you want to do after reading that in the instructions is you want to go to Appendix P, which is on page 1068, and it gives you a very short list. There's only four columns of what would be allowed for audio and video. So it says these codes may be used for synchronous, that's real time, um, real time interactive audio and video telemedicine services. On those codes, they do have ENM, new and established patients, and obviously consult codes, certain codes in the hospital, uh, nursing visit codes, certain codes. But, and then of course, there's some remote patient monitoring codes, some, again, other services that are in the ENM section. But it's, it's really going to behoove you to actually look at that section. Then I went to Appendix T, CPT codes that may be used for synchronous real-time interactive audio-only telemedicine. Well, guess what? And it also says you need a 93 modifier. They do not have office visit codes on here. They have codes such as smoking cessation, 
They do have certain mental health codes because a lot of those have been added permanently to the audio only or audio and video list. But this is a smaller list. This is a short three column list. And so when you see that those codes are not on here, I think it's going to have a, a good I don't like to call it an argument, but a good backup plan for you when you're talking to your providers, when they're like, well, I'm going to do this and use these codes anyway. And you're saying, well, look, it doesn't, it's not even in appendix T, which is audio only. Now in 2024, do the 99441 to 443 still exist? They do for one more year. They're going to be deleted in 2025 because we're getting new telehealth codes. But also remember, um, when we talk about that, you cannot use those for new patients, whether it be new or established, unless you have a specific written guideline by some, you know, commercial plan saying you're allowed to do it. But from what I'm seeing, most are saying no. And the other thing I just want to, for most of you to keep in mind that nobody ever seems to check. And I was talking to somebody about this because I'm really getting heavily into compliance, which I really actually love it because I like following the rules. I like making sure that I've got something in black and white that just says, this is how you do it. And if you don't do it correctly, this is going to be the consequence of that. So it, it's nice to have guardrails, if you will because we didn't have any during the pandemic. And so now it's it's nice to be able to say this is how we're going to do things. But look at your malpractice insurance. A lot of malpractice companies are not covering audio only. Some are covering audio and video. Also check with your commercial plans because some are now diverting their resources and saying that we don't want you to be able to see, well, let me back up that we're not going to cover for you to see your own provider. We're going to cover for you to see one of our panel physicians because they can control the reimbursement on that. So, it, you know, when you're, it's open enrollment right now for looking at new insurance, make sure you take a look at that because that could definitely impede some patients from being able to see you from a virtual standpoint. And if you're putting all this money into telehealth, you want to make sure that you're going to have a patient population. Otherwise it, it could be a problem um, in the future because you wouldn't make up that in reimbursement. So this is part of what I wanted to show you for uh, 2024 CPT. I think next week I'll talk about some of the new direction in the time-based codes and um, Medicare and also CPT, which Medicare is now kind of falling in line with, how they've talked about the changes in time for not just EM services, but also some add-on codes and how that's going to work moving forward if you're using time to level your code, but also in the hospital setting. They've really changed the definition of time to be a little bit more clear. And I think time is, is going to be hard to quantify, especially now because remember, one of the things with time is that you can't use anybody else's work when you add time. So you can't use anybody but the provider that's actually doing the service. So no ancillary staff, no clinical staff. It can only be the physician or if it's a QHP seeing the patient. That's it. And so I've asked, you know, Medicare to clarify about this new, these new AI tools. Because remember, if your physician uses a scribe, they can't use time to chart because they're not charting, the scribe is. And so it's it's a fine line, but you, you don't want to go before a judge and say, well, I, I have a scribe, I'm charting because I'm talking out loud. The judge is going to look at you like, yes, but you're not looking down to chart. You're not entering the information. You have a scribe doing that. And we expect you to talk to the patient because you're not mute. So you always have to make sure that you understand the rules as they are. And just because new technologies come out doesn't alter the rules. New technologies are great, 
but without published guidance saying that you can use that new technology to your advantage when you're not allowed to yet is going to get you in trouble in the long run. And that's what I'm here for, hopefully to keep you compliant and out of trouble. All right, everyone, we'll have a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully everyone's taking some time off. I'm excited. I get to go out to Arizona and see my daughter and her husband. This is the first Thanksgiving she's hosting. And I don't know what to expect from a 28-year-old, but I'm excited to look at it. Of course, she's been saying, can you send me this recipe and this one and this one? So we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm sure it'll be just a great time. Football weekend and just really a good time. Okay, so everyone, make it a great day, great rest of your week, and thank you for listening to the CodeCast podcast. For more information on medical coding, billing, auditing, and compliance, including how to hire Terry, follow Terry on Twitter at TerryCoder1 or visit her website, at www.terryfletcher.net. Podcast producer, Joe Kuzma. Music producer, Assassin Music.